On today's episode of Platform and Possibilities, we feature Siobhan Green. Siobhan is a head cross-country coach and associate head coach of track and field at Monroe College in the Bronx, New York. He hails from the island of St. Kitts and Nevis and attended the Charlestown Secondary School in Nevis, where he was a five-time cross-country champion and former school record holder for the senior boys category. He currently specializes in coaching Monroe's long sprinters, middle distance runners, and cross-country runners for 13 seasons. He truly embodies what it means to be a Monroe Mustang. Join us and hear more from Siobhan Green right here on Platform and Possibilities. everyone welcome back to another edition of platform and possibilities i'm your host karin j phipps benjamin and i am here once again to be of service to you by presenting you the listener or listeners with a special guest a young gentleman by the name of siobhan green obviously when we come together to have these discussions we aim to inform to inspire and to empower our listeners, right? So today we have with us Siobhan Green. Siobhan is a young man who is now known as an assistant coach, track and field coach at Monroe College. He is the head of the cross country and coaching in Monroe College in New York, specifically the Bronx, New York. Um, This young man has risen from being a student athlete to now being a professional coach and so we welcome we offer hearty welcome to Siobhan coach green to platform and possibilities welcome Siobhan thanks for joining us good evening it's a pleasure being here it is definitely a pleasure you're making the rounds Siobhan now you're making the headlines in terms of the work that you're doing uh, in terms of your impact in coaching and it's important i think it's important to get a sense of how you've progressed in the field of coaching track athletes and where you see the work that you've been doing Um, where do you see a future in in coaching so before you got to monroe college i understand that you started out somewhere in charlestown nevis tell us about being a young man in in charlestown and um where the interest came from Durant. well i must say um everything that i was able to achieve and my level of focus would have came from my family especially one particular person in general which is my late grandmother um miss hyacinth carey thomas um growing up um she was the driving force behind me in terms of making me be focused and um, always um, guiding me to the making right decisions, being able to help me to develop an interest in doing something that I would like to do. Uh, my extended family, such as my aunts, my uncles, of course, my mother and my father, they played a role as well in terms of um, being able to guide me through the journey um, while I was younger 
um, in terms of encouraging me to be in certain programs. I mean, I started out with a lot of interests in our basketball, which grew also into interest with track and field. Um, so you would see some days I would be out on the credit court basketball court and I would be over there um, as well as training back and forth with both track and field and basketball. And I must say um, the whole community of credit court, I mean, it's too numerous to mention, but they are the ones. Um, they were the driving force behind this whole journey. And I growing up having such a support system, I mean, down to, to um, the politicians, both opposition and in government, um, I was able to see where all these people invested in me growing up, guiding me the right way. So what better way to give back than to contribute in a way that you could shape young people and being able to have them to develop as the way you you did when you were growing up. Wow, that's so powerful. I'm impressed, totally impressed, almost speechless to hear you speak about that journey and to see you prioritize mentioning the, the village. You know, we, hear, we talk about it all the time and here you are talking about your experience with the support system that you had. So kudos to all those who have helped to shape this wonderful young man that I have the opportunity to, to talk to and, and everybody has the opportunity opportunity to hear. So, you know, once you, you saw that you had an interest in two, two sports were pretty much pulling at your heartstrings, you ended up in track and field, right? So tell us about track and field and your involvement in track and field in St. Kitts and Nevis? Well, it started when I attended, and I know everybody who back in Nevis would be, who would know who I am in terms of when I make the statement, but it all started out when I was fortunate to attend the Orange Nation, or known as Charleston Primary School. Um, while I was there, I um, started in 1992, uh, when they first moved up into the Ramsbury area, where um, it was right next to the basketball court and it was right next to where I lived. So um, I was able to, um, once again, play basketball. That was the number one thing for me at that time. But there was this situation to where, um, I think it was in grade two or three, where I did some few sports meets back and forth. And then, I used to finish like second and third and fourth. And I used to hate the fact that somebody was beating me. So I remember heading over into, um, I think it was grade three with the same mentality. And again, I was coming up short second, third, third place. It was in grade five where um, they had a run from four season to um, town. And they used to call it like the 5K run. And um, they were picking the teams and they were having people sign up. I think it was the nearest tourism authority back then, standing up people. And I remember um, a few people at the school, um, they had their favorites, of course, the actual people who made it, did the inter-primary team to where um, I used to always want to be a part of the inter-primary team to where man I run for sports but how do I make the inter-primary team and stuff like that so I used to try the 200 the 400 no luck so I said you know let me 
tying up for this long run because I know who's the guys to beat within the school. Um, they had the age categories and everything. So I went, signed up. I mean, I did my little work behind the scenes in grade five. I mean, I'm running around, jogging up and down. And like I said, um, I spoke to the then coach, um, El Camino Willett, and I said to him, he asked me, you sure you want to sign up for this? I tell him, I said, yeah. I said, no problem. Now, in the back of my mind, um, this was one of my good friends, Carlston Julius, who um, I know he runs long. So I used to be going by him and we used to be practicing at Grove Park, like probably 5, 6 p.m. And then I would come over and play basketball. And what I would find, I would mix the two as a like cross training. But at that time, I didn't know that yet, but the endurance was there. So when I ran at, at the, um, the 5K run, I actually started out and I came third overall. And everybody was shocked <laughs> because they didn't know that I could have run that long. That same year, I went on and made my first in the primary team where, where I medaled. Um, I got a silver medal there. Um, and then I made my other inter-primary team in grade six. So from there, um, it was just being a part of the environment in Charleston Primary to where um, the parents, the supporters, the teachers, everybody was on the same page. Um, and that's, I said, you know what, this feels good. You know, this feels good to where um, the city crowd rappers behind you. I mean, you're, you're going up to Grove Park at the time and you hear the rival schools saying, oh, plant for him, plant for him. I had parents giving me or offering me vitamin and stuff, not to run and stuff like that. But we already was trained to wear, to to ignore that and just go out. And the only person who is allowed to finish in front of you is Orange. So so that's kind of like what, what drive the thing you know and i mean just seeing everybody celebrating and happy and stuff like that um it then trans- transferred over into high school we had the same thing to where i ended up representing charleston secondary school and i mean the same type of support and i must shout out um coaches um denzel paris who's known as Tucket from over bad you know um he became my coach uh, he trained me when it comes to um, long distances and stuff like that. So I was able to learn from him. Um, I was a member of the Gladiators Track Club with Mr. Wake Daniel. So realistically, um, I've had um, some coaches with me along the journey, you know. So um, when I was able to attend Monroe College, uh, uh, when it came to, to the choices of college, I met the school president, um, Mr. Mark Jerome, who wanted to form a track and field team. You know, when I got here, there wasn't any track and field team here at the college. Um, he said to me, if you could get me a petition with names, then he would look into forming the team. So that one day, I remember this because I learned that the first week of school is that that's when you're doing your introduction. So you don't really have a lot of, um, you, you, you have a lot more time to um do stuff so I went sat down in the lobby and I got not 50 names but I got 785 names within a three hour stretch and he was so impressed that to till this day he have the list 
of interested persons in his office mm-hmm. because he told me he he would never get rid of it. Right. So that's kind of like the journey in a nutshell. Right, right. So you obviously, first of all, were, were a dominant force on Nevis once you had found your interest in long distance, and then by the time you decided to head over to study um, in Monroe or at Monroe, you had made a name for yourself or you, you went into school with people knowing this young man as being a long distance runner correct yeah uh, yeah because what happened is that i used to be racing in most of these local races on the island of nevis you know i used to be one of the few who had the rivalry with um guys from st kitts so i when i entered into Ch- charleston secondary school i was one of the few because it's very hard at to score points down in St. Kitts especially when they have the inter high school championship. Oh, yeah. you know? So um, it was myself, um, Delvin Clark and Carlston Julius during that time would have gone down to to represent Nevis and was able to medal. I mean one of us won, one of us would place in the top three or the top two. So that's kind of like where the name start developing because you start to hear of uh, um, oh well this guy them from Nevis is coming down. The guy them from Nevis is doing this, you know? Right. So so we used to run in development meets down there and then that's kinda like where the the, the name started to gain traction. Chevron Green. Yeah. Plus the others, of course. Right? But so then so then you know you fast forward to you're somewhere in New York now and you obviously enter the program as an athlete, long distance athlete. Right, with a reputation of being um, quite the student, quite the athlete, and then you end up dominating so many races: the four hundred, the eight, the fifteen, up to the ten thousand. I forgot people run that long. So, right? Um, so, so, so you become you leave being this dominant athlete, long distance runner in St. Kitts and Nevis, and you come to Monroe, and you deliver even greater success, greater number of races. What does this do for your your love for the sport and then your interest in giving back what you've done or what others have done had done for you? How does that shape where where Siobhan is going? The experience here at, at Monroe? Well, um the experience here at Monroe has been a pleasant one. Um I must say um the staff is equally as supportive as what I had home. Um, the flexibility, um, the trust by um, the administration, um, including Lois Melendez, um, we have Ms. Chazier West, Mark Jerome, Ms. Danny Rodriguez, um, Sherez West, all of these the support systems here at the college have been placed, in, including um, the, the, the president of Paratus, which is um, Mr. Stephen Jerome. So the atmosphere at the college has been one that of a very supportive nature. Now, when I first started as an athlete here, we were in an NGCAA division, which is the National Junior College Athletic Association, which we started out as a division three school to where um, we, we had to build our way up to division one. So during that time, um, I was close in multiple events, especially when we wanted to win our region championships or the national championship, I would be running something like four or five events in one day. 
yeah, you know, and I would use that based off of uh, my my background with the distance training from back home. Um, so, being in the Division Three at that time, we had we started off with like twelve athletes, and again, it was a lot to, to be asked for us. But we understood that it was for points purposes. Yeah, you know, um, I ended up messing around with the four and the hundred where my primary event was the 15 and the 5k but then i realized i won those two at the region championships for division three and then that's where after i saw the growth in the program total where as a result of us doing so well in division three we moved up to division two we spent a year in division two and then we went into division one which we are currently at for the last i would say 10 years and we have been very dominant in the division one since we came onto it. I mean, we are the top school in the Northeast region. Um, we compete against all NCAA four-year schools that you will have seen on television, like the Clemsons, the Oregons. And the advantage this does for us is that it gets our athletes to be seen. And so when they leave us, they would come here for a two-year degree, which is an associate degree, and then they would move on into these four-year schools. I have a few athletes in the University of Kansas, Clemson, Oregon, um, Iowa State, that's where Texas Tech, Virginia Tech, and the list goes on to where these athletes would come and go. I must say that the Caribbean on a whole, I mean, especially Guyana and St. Kitts to where I have my athletes came here they did what they had to, to do and their country, especially in Guyana, was very grateful to where um, they keep sending us <laughs> athletes. So you know that the trust is there, you know. Um, and I must shout out to this guy from the, the Guyana. His name is Lyndon Wilson and um, Anson Ambrose. Those are the two who would have sent me the likes of a Joanna Arthur a Clarice McCoy, a, a, a Leah Moore. And um, they would have came here, run the table on the program. They win every possible awards available. They carried at the bulk of the female team. So uh, that's where we kind of stand with that one. Right. But you sound like, it seems like you're the face of the program, the track and field long distance program at Monroe. How does that make you feel? I mean, I hear you talking about, you're claiming the students, um, Siobhan, you know, you're saying I, and, and that, I see the pride and that, that, that's really heartwarming. How does that make you feel? Well, you see, I tell the students all the time, I told them by winning the award of coach of the year, this has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. Um, in terms of, I tell them without them, I wouldn't be able to achieve some success. You know, um, we have a system in place on the team and in the college to where um, we pride ourselves on um, good proper representation as well as being able to um, go out there and perform to the best of our abilities both in the classroom and outside the classroom. Uh, it helped a lot to where we have the athletes coming from a humble beginning to where uh, they want the opportunity to excel you know, so it was very easy from the respectable families and stuff like that. The support from the parents, the support from the coaches back home, the support from everybody. So it, it's kind of like was easy for me 
Uh, I know people um, always say that it seems as if I'm the face of the franchise. I told them, I said, I'm just one, one of the drivers of the bus. But I mean, again, I cannot move the bus without an engine. I cannot move it without the keys. And that's where the level of where these athletes would come into play. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. I, and I see how humble you are, uh, understanding your role or the collaborative role that everybody plays to making it you know your school a successful um representation of track and field the the thing i want to ask quickly though because you talk about you know pulling students from various countries in the caribbean as it pertains to any one of those countries but but specifically st kitts and nevis everybody like a fast race (laughs) we all love track and field we um the, the quick races, the hundreds and the 200 meter races, your specialty is long distance. How are you attracting those those runners from St. Kitts and Nevis, or the Caribbean for that matter? How are you able to attract those, given so many in, so many are interested in the faster races? Well, one of the advantage we hold here at the college is that we are a very diverse college. I mean, we have students coming from all over the world. Um, worldwide you know so um, in fact although my expertise is in middle distance and long distance I coached a few sprinters in the program to success such as Christopher Belcher who's now running a professional contract and he ran for Team USA um, I've coached Sarah Acho who is running who is also a sprinter one and 200 meter runner she's running for the Olympic team in Switzerland um, I also coach James Dennison, who is a local from New Jersey. Uh, he went to Iowa um, State University. Um, he ran for the shoe company Hooker, and where he was the four 200 meter champion. So having passed success like these with these type of athletes, it was able for them to, uh, because they do a great job, I must say, to um, market at the school. Um, wherever they go, they would have we are in the Team USA and they would always remember Monroe College. Yeah, you know, so the name was out there to where um, once a young athlete sees the success of sprinters like these, they would then follow them on Instagram. They would then ask them questions, say, hey, um, which school did you go to? Or I went to Monroe College. Or who's the coach Monroe? Give me experience at Monroe College. Then they would relate the news to them. Right. And, and then by the time they get to me, these kids would be telling me, hey, um, I, know this, I know this about the program, I know this, and I would say, well, how did you know this? Oh, I spoke to Christopher Belcher, or oh, I spoke to, to, to James Dennison, I spoke to Sarah Acho, you know? And one of the biggest turning points for our sprinting program would have came, I think it was the year of 2017, to where we had the two girls and boys in the 100 meters, the 200, the 60 meters, and then people's that's when our team finished the highest. Um, the girls' team finished third overall in the highest in program history, and the boys finished fourth overall. So when they saw that, um, it was like, oh, wait, oh, this school has sprinters, you know? So that kind of like attract people there. Now, for me, um, when it comes to um, attracting sprinters from the island of St. Kitts and Nevis, I mean, every coach on the island know who I am, especially on Nevis. So. Uh, my dear family member, Kelvin Wallace, uh, I had uh, had the privilege to uh, be side by side with him 
and see how he was able to motivate and train his athletes them um, i also had very good ties with mr wakely daniel as well as timothy kins and um the the now coach of the charleston primary school vice queely um i learned a lot from el camino willet as well as miss carol ward as well so um denzel paris again can't say enough about him so uh these are the people who um would help also market at the school and who were able to help me along the, the way in terms of attracting the sprinters over into thing in fact i have one comment with me right now um we are still working on the project but by when i'm ready to release him um you would have him here interviewing instead of me um his name is Leroy Chapman you know um this is one of the pride and joys that came out of Charleston Eves specifically Gingerland um, and one quick fact we do have two campuses at Monroe College um the Bronx campus is the commuting campus and the New Rochelle campus where the students would live that's where our division 1 program stays or the division 1 track and field team that's the one that I coach um the Bronx campus is the, the division 3 campus to where um you can come there if and develop there and then you move up into the division 1 right good so 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 would you say that we 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 there's hope for our student athletes interested in long distance because i i hear the the sprinters and the interest in in the sprinters what of the long distance runners how are you gauging them or targeting them to be interested in monroe or to be interested in in running uh, abroad well i would say to the long distance folks and to the long distance coaches there uh, there's a lot of opportunities to where scholarships are available for distance runners um It's not only sprinters to where scholarship is available for throwers and stuff like that, but there's a need for distance runners because here in the United States, schools recruit athletes who can do multiple events to score at their conference or at their national championship. I just mentioned earlier when I was an athlete, I had to do five, six different events. So you show a coach the diversity in your events, then. they would say you know what oh i could offer you 50% 60% 70% scholarship and i always tell the athletes hey 60 70 80 is more than zero mm-hmm. you know? and um what i think is probably missing in all of this is the fact that is the need for more distance coaches on the island because i believe if there were more distance coaches on the island and i know they have but um i guess what it is is that the motivation has to come to where um uh, they would be able to be hands on with the athlete to where you would tell them hey this is the benefit of the distance running but then you can have somebody in the ears telling them oh you come a sprinter you come a sprinter this just because everybody is running fast so, you know i watch some track meets on the island to where i see in the 1200 and stuff primary school and then when i come over to high school i'm now seeing it's like one or two athletes taking part to where now they have to mix it you know so i believe if they offer incentives telling them you know um these are the schools that is looking for distance runners this is how much scholarship you could gain from here but then it would be able to open up more 
And, you know, and I think some of it too is that is the lack of familiarity with the event because it is only a handful of people say, oh, well, distance we run in Ali, how you do is run miles or you would run for 20 minutes, but they don't really go down into the nitty gritty to where it has to do with preparation, dieting, with the mental mindset. Uh, because being a distance runner is very hard. Sprinters is very technical, but a distance runner, you have to think when you run, you know, you have to go over race strategy, pace and stuff like that, you know? So I think if the coaches on the island, because I do, do realize one of the problem is, is that you will have a sprinting coach coaching the distance, or you would have one coach in the school, which realistically it should be poor coaches because that way that specific coach for the distance would be able to focus on the distance and you shouldn't be able to cross check or cross train athletes to be okay this athlete is going to run the 200 then they're still going to end up and run the four and the eight you know so that's where early identification begins when you when you have a full staff in place to where okay you are the distance coach you coach these group of kids in primary school and high school and see who is the distance runner between them? You shouldn't have to depend on one person from the sprinting unit to come up and vice versa. Right, right. Brilliant. That uh, recommendation and, and free advice, you know. Um, hopefully, those who have the power to, to you know, drive change and, and to create opportunity for student athletes, especially long distance runners, because that is part of your specialty. Hopefully, they, they, they you know, find the, a door to open to, to allow these students to, to enter and, and shine, you know. As we start to wrap up though, I, mean, I, I you know, I could talk with you so much longer because you, you share so much information. I, I recognize you, you you're, you're wearing blue. Blue represents uh, Monroe uh, Mustangs. What's the color uh, code for? Yes, um, the blue and gold, um, that's the school colors. Um, the mascot on the hat, that's the mm -hmm. Mustang mm -hmm. logo. Right. So, so um, yeah, that's what it represents. I know um, we are in the heat of the moment when it comes to um, um, the playoffs, and I know the, you know, um, the followers of my page on Facebook who have who now I'm a diehard Celtic fan, so I have to make it clear that the blue ones <laughs> represent Monroe College and not Golden State. Not Golden State. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, you know, when 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 you hear from a young voice like yours, such a promising. Uh, individual i often wonder what do you offer as advice to young people interested in doing what you do coaching what words of advice do you offer well i offer them the advice of do what you love um, don't let anybody discourage you there there is a lot of opportunities out there within being a young coach um, you apply yourself, um, you'll be able to discipline, of course, you know, that comes with the territory, is how you market yourself, um, is, is how you're being interrelated with people. Um, that's very, very important. Um, in terms of staying motivated, staying through the course, um, I do offer a lot of assistance. So if anybody is interested, I mean, I do normally have now and again starting up some workshops to where I would be able to help and I promised uh, some people on the island as well that um, the next time I'm there I would be able to um, 
have a few intimate sessions with them to, to, to offer anything. In fact, I've been in very close contact with those people in Nevis, such as the Eddie Keynes and uh, the Eddie Richards, Kirvin Wallace, um, you name it, I've been very involved in it. Um, of course, I stay in contact with the Charleston Primary School as well. So um, I would just offer to them, stick with what you have to do. There's a lot of opportunities there. Um, you come, um, university, and I know college is not for everyone, but if you have an opportunity to come in college, and this is very important, there is no difference really between the names of the colleges. At the end of the day, you're going to achieve your associates, your bachelors, whatever you have to achieve, it's recognizable. So I know there's been stuff in the past, of, oh, well, I never hear about this college, so I'm not going there. But if the college is offering to pay for your education for free or giving you something, um, why would you go to a school that you don't really know the history behind, you don't really have the support system behind, and come to one where you say, you know what, oh, well, that's my countryman here, that's my countrywoman here, this is what they have here, this is what the thing, I mean, it's not everything is going to be bed and roses, you know, and in these kind of times, education takes you a long way, you know, so... Um, of course, you do your research. I mean, it's not everybody going to have everything positive to say about one college in particular. But you do know that you have the support system. I mean, the numbers and the stats don't lie. <laughs> you know? So um, that's my word of advice to um, everybody I know. Coaches, to um, the young ones, look up to you guys a lot. You have to be very positive to them. You know, don't kill their dreams by telling them, oh, I don't want to go here, I don't want to do that. You should be able to look out for them because they are a product of you. Okay? You know, the parents are depending on you to advise their kids. So, and that's kind of something to wear that motivates me to wear. Like I said, I grew up with um, the driving force of my grandmother, my uncles, my aunts, and everybody like that who has been the driving force who used to tell me, hey, you, you, you're just running, running. Remember, education is there as well, you know? So all of that was there in play, you know? Right. To keep you sent, focused and, and driven but with, with some direction. Sounds like you had a very good start. And I'm so impressed with, with your accomplishments. And one of the things that stands out for me, if nothing else, is the fact that you are priding yourself on giving back. There's this thing called paying it forward, and you know, a couple, few, few years ago, you, you along with your father, spearheaded an initiative to uh, provide students at the school with with um, a meal. I think that that was so thoughtful. What what was the inspiration behind that that decision? Well, I well, what happened is that I know they are uh, mainly they came from the international side of it to where um, the local students would be able to go home for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And one day, for the for um, I was down by my father's house, and he loves to cook. I mean, that's one thing with him: calypso and cooking. For those who don't know him, his name is Glenroy Green. Um, he loves to cook you know and he um he didn't even hesitate i know he heard me when i was speaking on the phone with with one of my athletes and i said to them i said oh what did, what do you eat from the cafeteria and they were telling me what they eat you know and and after i hang up the phone from them i said you know um this is their time they're spending from their families for christmas and stuff like that 
So I came up with the idea. I told him, I said, hey, I know you like to, 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 to cook, so um, let's do something for them. I mean, he asked me what they eat and everything like that. I said, they are from the Caribbean. So when I, it, it was kind of surprising for them because I was never telling them what's going to happen. So I came up to, to the school. Um, he cooked for, for them. Um, we delivered the food and they started, I would say, four or five years ago to where they enjoyed it so much <laughs> until they said, no, you have to call him. You have to call him. So I called him on a video. Um, they thank him very much. And I mean, 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 they call him the Mustang big man. <laughs> so they would message me this year and they would say, oh, am I getting food from the Mustang big man? You know? And um, so that went a way very long. Um, I must say too that um, a mother, most people who know her on the island of Nevis, um, her name is Bonnie Carey. Um, she lives right there in Credit Road. Um, she too would have been able to, um, um, she she has a huge heart to where, no matter where you go, or oh, everybody, I tell you, I didn't even know so much people know me in St. Kitts until I get there, they're like, oh, you, you have your mother calling on this and your mother saying on this, you know, you know? so uh, it was the all along. And I mean, it's just something to do where, like I said, I watched my grandmother go, um, raise me and were able to, to take her advice that she gave and to see how many people she had touched because back in her days, um, she used to work at the hospital and community affairs and everybody used to come there Oh, nurse Kiri, nurse Kiri. I mean, she was not a nurse, but she looks out for them. So they call her nurse Kiri, nurse this, you know. So it was a very good thing for me to see growing up. And I used to see the hard work and sacrifices she, she made for me. So I said, hey, you know, I mean, this is probably her way of telling me, hey, I wanted to carry on my tradition. Very good. You know? Yeah. You essentially have become like the... The, um, the patriarch of your students at Monroe and people look up to you and you are giving back and and satisfying so many souls in the process including the the um, administrators at, at, at Monroe because you've spoken highly of them as well so it means that they have you in in high stead and continue doing what you do uh, Siobhan um, you know this is an example of youth excellence and I am so proud to, to have had this opportunity. You you have been making the headlines, okay? And so it was important to have this conversation and see how much you are, a, how much of a patriot you are and how committed you are to young people. It's, you know, it's, it's important to see people share stories of where you came from, what you're doing now, what your vision is for the work that you do and the people whose lives you impact. Right. 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 Thanks, Thank Siobhan, you before you go, tell, me, tell us a fun fact about Siobhan. One quick fact that maybe a lot of people don't know. Um, the, the quick fact that a lot of people don't know right. is that I'm a diehard Boston supporter. <laughs> Everything is Boston. Everything is Boston. And I live in New York. I, 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 you know, I'm tempted to ask why. Why Boston? Well, um, what happened is that um, I saw, well, I'm around a lot of New Yorkers and of course. I tend to go against the team 
that they play against. And surprisingly, the first time I watched a football game, it was playing against the New England Patriots. Mm. Uh, the first time I watched a baseball game, they were playing against the Boston Red Sox. So, <laughs> newly rivalry between the both of them. And I just, for the last 24 years, that's where I'm at. You embrace the rivalry. Look at you. <laughs> Listen, Siobhan, thank you again for taking the time out to talk to us. Uh, I know you said you're on social media. People know to get you. Who might, who, you know, it took, to those who are listening here who may not have known you, how best, or what's the easiest access to you? Via social media, contact number? Um, yeah, the easiest way to get a hold of me, it would be uh, Facebook. Is my first and last name, Siobhan Green. Okay. Um, it was also my my phone number would be three four seven six seven five four four two two and that has WhatsApp. Okay, WhatsApp. Okay, okay. Sounds good. Cheers to you, kudos, keep soaring, keep impacting, keep being the patriot that you are, and I look forward to hearing great things about you. It's only up from here, Shavan. All right. And thank you for having me. Um Hopefully, I will be on island very soon, so I'll make some rounds. And like I always say, country above self. Always. Country above self. Love it. Keep on striving, keep on pushing, keep on changing lives. All the best, Siobhan. Thanks for joining us on Platform and Possibilities. Until All right. Thanks time. for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks, Siobhan. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Platform and Possibilities. You can also follow us on Facebook at Platform and Possibilities or on Instagram at Plat and Poss. That's P-L-A-T-A-N-D-P-O-S-S. You may also find us on YouTube or right here on Anchor. Thank you again for joining us on Platform and Possibilities. Goodbye.